Welcome everyone to a new episode of Self Love Talks show. And today I have with me a new guest, Celine Da Costa. She she's a brand story coach and life design coach, and she's currently in Bali. So welcome, Celine. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining and uh, uh, I would love for you to introduce yourself uh, and uh, tell us uh, a little bit about your story and how you become uh, a coach uh, and your expertise. Absolutely. Okay. So I'll start with a short version and then anything you're more curious about, you can ask me and I'll expand on that. Perfect. <laughs> cool. Cool. So uh, yes, I am a brand story and life design coach. I work specifically with visionary leaders who want to master the art of storytelling, which we'll be talking about um, today, so that they can um, deeply connect with their audience to create a captivating brand that sells and also scale their business with impact. So the way that I've been led um, into this path is my entire life, um, I have been mildly obsessed with storytelling and <laughs> creating a story out of my own life. Um, I grew up as an Italian Brazilian in the US. Um, I spent about half of my life there. Uh, I grew up as with the, uh, with the American dream, as you might be familiar, the whole, you know, like, go, yeah. go, go, succeed, 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 <laughs> make lots of money, go to corporate, like climb the corporate ladder. I kind of grew up with that sort of mindset always like a very ambitious um, and kid who worked really, really hard. And um, essentially growing up in the U.S., um, I did end up in corporate um, when I read right out of college and I was doing um, brand strategy, which is how I ended up in this whole brand hemisphere. I was a brand strategist for a huge advertising agency. And uh, long story short, after a few years of being there, I realized that I had spent essentially my entire um, teenage and early adulthood working so hard to be this, this person that like belonged in corporate and who like worked extremely hard and was like super successful and uh, was busy, busy, busy all the time only to wake up one day and realize that this life that I worked so hard for wasn't really, it wasn't my dream at all. It was a dream that was sold to me. And um, essentially um, being in corporate, I, um, I felt miserable and completely empty. Um, I felt like I had no time for myself. I was spending most of my days working for somebody, not really understanding what I was doing, why, um, not really feeling like I had a purpose in anything. And worst of all, of them all, um, feeling like I completely lacked um, real, genuine human connection in my life. Um, you know, it's, I would have to schedule my friends weeks ahead of time before I could even see them, spend time with them. Um, most of my days were spent behind a screen, um, either on my computer or my phone. And it just, it felt like, is this what life is? Like, where's the meaning here? Um, and so I decided to uh, do something a little bit extreme. And uh, I quit my job one day in corporate. And um, I decided to do this social experiment um, in which I spent a year circumnavigating around the globe by uh, couchsurfing, which um, without using website which means I basically spent a year traveling um, by sleeping in the homes of strangers wow. and uh, doc. Yeah. <laughs> which I can talk about more later. Yeah. Um, but essentially I told 
um, during that trip, the main lesson was that uh, one, uh, we do, everybody, at least I believe, does have a purpose. It is possible to live a meaningful life. Uh, two, everyone has a story to tell, uh, every single person in the world. And three, it's my mission and my purpose to um, help people tell their story in a way that is actually giving them that meaning in their life and business. That's the short version. <laughs> Amazing. And uh, like, how did you overcome like the fear of the unknown and, uh, you know, quitting your job because I have a very similar story and quitting your job and like, go for it. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, it wasn't, it, it's, it's interesting because the moment I decided that I was going to quit my job and do this really scary thing, um, it was one moment, but that moment couldn't have happened if it wasn't for a domino effect of, of, uh, of basically a series of events had to happen for me to hit that moment where I was like, screw this, I'm done. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, it's a, I call it like the fuck the shit moment. Like it <laughs> had to like happen because of a series of events. So, um, essentially what the year prior, I had always been, I always had that, this feeling that like, it wasn't right, that it wasn't like what I, I wasn't where I was meant to be. And, um, in the months before I, I made this decision, um, I went on this trip, uh, to Cambodia. I was volunteering there and I was using my two week vacation of the year to go, you know, volunteering in Cambodia and really seeing how, people live like I, I've traveled a lot before and I've been in poor places before but this was like I was in the middle of the slums like volunteering and working with orphan children so it was it was another level um to seeing like how people have such big dreams no matter what um what part of the world they're from like those little kids like they dreamed of being policemen and singers and authors like everyone has big dreams no matter where you're from and um the essentially our circumstances push us to believe that we're not capable that we don't have the ability or opportunity for us to really do what we want and you know getting back from this trip and then also a bunch of things happened like i got broken up with by my the guy i was seeing at the time i didn't get a promotion i wanted my rent went up by like you know, $700, which made it, I meant, meant I had to move out. Basically all these things started to happen in my life where I was like, I don't really like the life I'm living. Mm. Um, I I'm seeing that there's so much more. I'm seeing that there's people in the world who don't have the opportunities that I have to pursue those dreams. Um, you know, everything is falling apart. I don't like my life here. Like, what am I doing? And I just, I hit this point where I was like, I have two choices right now. I can keep going and just you know, drag my feet through the mud and keep living this life that to me is mediocre. And also now that I've seen how people on the other side of the world live, it's almost embarrassing that I'm spending yeah. like that much, that much money, that much energy, that much resources doing something that I'm not even proud of. Um, choice number two is I could create, you know, I could design a life that does make me happy. Uh, what do I want? Obviously, you know, in an ideal world, you say, well, choice number two, obviously. Right. But that's the fear choice. That's, that's the part where, okay, if I decide number two, which is um, to design a life that I'm really proud of, that means I'm going to have to face a shit ton of fears. Um, and that's where, but, but the thing is that, you know, to answer your question, it, it was the choice between continuing to be miserable for the rest of my life mm. or like choosing to live a life that I wanted 
and then having to face all the crippling anxiety and and like uh the abyss and the unknown and the fear but to me I, that was better than like another 60, 70 plus years or however long I'm on this earth of just like living a mediocre life. Like yeah. I would rather face the unknown. Yeah. And I love that you said uh, it was a series of uh, events and uh, synchronicities and moments because it's, it's not just, you know, a lot of people believe it's just like one, one day you wake up and say, okay, I changed my life. But it's, it's deeper than that. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Um, it seems like it's so, you know, from the outside, someone looking outside in, and I'm sure you felt this way. I think it happens a lot with, you know, entrepreneurs that are living like the laptop lifestyle and they seem on from the outside in, it's like, Oh my God, their life is amazing. You know? Um, and, and I will say my life is amazing. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deny that. Um, that being said, I had to work really hard and still do for me to create this for myself. And, um, you know, the other side, what I found out, I didn't know this then, but I do know it now is that on the other side of that anxiety and that fear and that unknown, that's where the magic is. But you have to be able to be willing to go through that unknown and to be like, okay, I don't have money. Like at the time, it's like, I didn't have money. I didn't really have a plan. I had no idea what was going to come out of me traveling the world for a year. I had no idea uh, that I would have started, you know, a successful business. Uh, I had no idea that I would have created my business, you know, like that I would have literally designed my dream job. Like I had none of that information back then, but I decided anyway, because I believed in myself and I took a bet on myself that if I crossed into this unknown, I would take care of myself and I would make sure that I would keep my promise of designing a life that I love. Um, and, and it's also important to, to state that this was not a one-time thing that I did three years ago. It's a, you know, going into the unknown, crossing into the unknown and facing your fears and facing your anxiety and facing your pain. It's something that is continuously happening. It's happening now just for a different goal and at a different level than it was three years ago when, you know, three years ago, my big problem was, I don't know what to do with my life. You know, two years ago, my big problem was like, I don't know if I should stay, like go back to corporate or start a business. You know, one year ago, my big problem was uh, how do I scale a successful business? And, you know, today, like my problem is like, okay, what's next? Like now that I have private coaching, like, am I going to become a speaker? Am I going to write another book? Like it's the problem changes, but the fear is the same. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> I love, I love that you say that. And um, so how is like, uh, how do you combine and manage uh, traveling full time and uh, running your successful business? Ooh, I like this question. <laughs> now, I know a lot of people, they see that I'm traveling pretty much full time. Even like today, like when we were talking before, I was like, oh yeah, just spontaneously booked a trip to India. Like, out of nowhere. I just felt like it. Like I do that all the time. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to be in one place for two months. Hooray. And then I'm like, oh wait, just kidding. I want to go there. Like, let's go there. Um, <laughs> so it's part of my personality. And I know that uh, some people don't, uh, it's not for everybody, this kind of mm. lifestyle, but for those who are interested in knowing how I do it, um, have you ever read, um, have you ever read Tim Ferriss's four hour work week by any chance? Yes. Okay. So I read that book, um, before I built my business and when I, again, and, and that's, this is something that, I, uh, this is part of my life design, um, coaching is like how to really create, um, the life that you want as you're creating your story. So 
one of the things that I realized is um, from the beginning is that I was going to kind of create, build a business from the start that followed the 80-20 model, um, which is that I, I'm sure you're familiar with it, but for anyone who's listening who isn't, um, the 80-20 model is essentially this, this uh, theory, this belief that 80% um, of your um, efforts, sorry, of your results come from 20% of your efforts. Mm -hmm. So um, in other words, that 80% of your, you should, the, like a healthy business model will be that 80% of your income comes from 20% of your time invested. Um, so from the beginning, I've built my business around that. So what does that actually mean? Um, of course, I'm not saying that I haven't, I still, I'm not working four hours a week yet, although that is the, the you know, the, the five-year plan. Um, but it is 20% of my time, like working every week, like five hours a week is 80% of my income for me. So um, essentially all I have to like for me to serve my private clients and for me to do like my high ticket 80% income work, mm -hmm. it's uh, about five hours a week. Um, so I can just do that on Monday or Tuesday, you know, Monday morning for two hours or three hours, Tuesday morning for two hours. And then I'm done for the entire week which means that if I'm traveling, which is what I often do, um, either I'll, um, and usually I do like bi-weekly. So I'll have like, for example, for India, I have um, client calls Monday and Tuesday, and then I'm going to go for two weeks and then I come back. And then like that Wednesday and Thursday, I have two more, two more days of calls. And then that's, that's it. That's all I have to do for me to make um, the core of my income with that being said. So that is how I'm able to do it when I really am committed to travel with that being said, I don't want somebody who's listening to this to be like, Oh wow, she only works four, five hours a week. That is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> because we're not, we're not factoring, we're not factoring admin. Uh, you know, obviously admin work, um, there's passion projects. I'm a writer. Um, I do end up working, you know, around 30 hours a week, but that's because it's not because I have, I only have to work five. But I want to work around 30 because of everything that I'm creating that I'm really excited about. Um, and the, I, the goal is as I get better and better at admin, I can automate more and more things. Um, mm -hmm. But yes, that is how I do it is I built a business model where most of my income is coming from the least amount of my time. But so it's high quality time because that's when I'm serving my clients. Um, so it's high impact, um, high impact, every minute counts. Um, and that is what essentially uh, funds my life and my business and, and, and I have a team. Uh, and then the rest of the time, it's like the other 80% of my time. It's like things where it's like maybe this week, if I'm on the road all the whole week, I can totally work two to three hours a day and it's not a problem. But then the following week, maybe I'm in Bali or, you know, I have a co-working space and I work like five to eight hours a day if, if I'm really feeling motivated. So um, it's really a, a working style um, kind of, it's just like, I found something that works for me and it's not working the same amount of hours every day. Like I can, but the best way that I produce things is like having a day a week where I'm like almost doing nothing. And then another week where I'm doing like 10 to 12 hour days. That's just how my body works and my mind works. So yeah, yeah. Um, that is how I travel. That is how I do it and still run a business. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm totally the same. Like, uh, I have days where I, I don't work at all and then maybe days where my energy is very up and I work, uh, you know, 10 hours. And uh, I, oh, yeah. feel, I feel that, uh, you know, for everyone uh, in the entrepreneurial journey and world, we, it takes also time and commitment to find what it works for us, but it's uh, so important. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've done so much. And, and, you know, it's important to even 
state because I always want to make it, and this is something that I always go over in terms of life design. It is simple at its core, but the, to, for you to create that simplicity is does take hard work. So, uh, you know, for me to get to the point where I can manage my schedule like this, and it's not ever always perfect. I'm, I, there's times where I'm stressed out, but I'm saying for the most part, I'm quite happy with my schedule. But for me to get to the point of me being able to like do this, I had to do so much self-development work, mm. so much understanding of how I work, my sleep patterns, how I like to work, basically how I like to serve my clients. Um, and when I did the research and really dug deep and understood how essentially, what does it take for me specifically to be a, an operating a machine at its highest efficiency and well-being? When I understood that, then I was able to create a schedule to match that. But the first, it's not just like being like, oh, you know, snap my finger. I'm going to like, I, I choose to live this way because this other person on Instagram is doing it, but yeah. rather finding your way, how you function and, and that like, what is your way? How many hours do you need? How much money do you need for you to be waking up every day and living your most optimal life? And that is where the hard work comes in. But at its core, once the hard work is done, the concept is simple. It's 80, 20. Yeah. And uh, how do you tell us more about how do you support your clients uh, and uh, how do you work with them? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I do my, my coaching is two pronged, which means I do two things. My main, the main uh, way that I support my clients is by helping them uh, master the art of storytelling and then use storytelling to grow and scale their business. So what I mean by that is uh, most of my clients are founders and entrepreneurs, um, owners of small businesses and companies. Actually, I've had a few clients that are um, owners of very, very large businesses as well. Mm. Um, and essentially, they all the, the main problem that clients have is that they're feeling completely stuck. And what I mean by that is that they're feeling incredibly stuck because it may the, usually they have figured out the business part. So a lot of them, you know, are six and seven figure entrepreneurs. Like they're making money. Mm. They know how to run a business. It's not like they're like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do with my business. Like their business is running. Uh, you know, they're, they're working usually way too hard, way too many hours um, and stressing out and having meltdowns. Um, but now they've got to the point where they're like, okay, I built this business. I've created what I wanted to create, but I don't feel like I'm creating, I, I have deep connections with my audience anymore. I don't feel like my content is really hitting people in the heart. Essentially, they get to the point where it's like, what is the purpose and the mm. deeper meaning and why of my business? You know, now that I have, I've taken care of all my basic needs, what is, what am I bringing into the world? What is the impact that I'm bringing in the world? And that's where I come in um, because every single business and person has a story to tell. And when you identify what that story is, then what you're essentially doing is you're putting words to the soul of your business. And the soul is what creates longevity when it comes to business. Because otherwise it's just the business. And you know, once you stop giving the service that people want, you'll be forgotten. Yeah. So it's really this idea of like you hit entrepreneurs hit a point where it's like, okay, am I building just a business just to make money and me my pay my bills and work really hard and like have something to just basically like keep me alive or am I building a business that needs to have impact, change people's lives and then along the way change my life and change the, create the sort of life that I want to live. So what is the story behind the business, which is 
usually very tied to the founder story. So we figure out what the story is, um, what is the purpose, what is the why, the vision, the core values of the business, essentially what is the soul. We put it into an actual framework because um, I don't like just being like woo-woo about it, being like, let's talk about <laughs> magic and stories, like blah, blah, blah. Like what I do is I take that purpose and that why and we actually apply it into an actionable framework, a brand story framework, so that the client is consistently consistently uh, and cohesively and powerfully um, essentially weaving their story into everything that they do in their offers. When you look at their offers, when you look at their website, when you look at their content, if they're doing a, if they're being a speaker on stage, if they're pitching to, um, to investors, whatever it is that they're doing that's outward facing, they're consistently telling the same story about themselves, about their business and why this business is going to have uh, an impact on the world. And the results of that are that one, the audience feels incredibly connected to um, the people and the business. Um, number two is the business grows because when you're creating offers and uh, you know selling either your product or your service, you actually know what you're talking about that isn't just like cold, hard results, but you're also talking about emotion and something deeper that speaks to people. Um, and also you have, you know, you have clarity, which is really important, which is understanding why you do what you do and what needs to be created as a result, what sort of launches, what sort of what your business plan needs to be according to the big picture. So that's a little bit of an overview of the sort of work that I do. And I find it to be uh, I mean, as you can probably tell, my voice got like, I talked faster. It's, it's really <laughs> exciting. And it's incredible, incredible, incredible to see the sort of results that people get yeah, once that's they what are I connected to, to their why. Yeah. yeah. That's what I wanted to ask you. How do, like, uh, how do you have, like, how do you have them really go deeper and uncover the soul of their business and their Big why? Because as you said, after some time, also with uh, you know all the social media bubble, Facebook, uh, we tend sometimes to compare, despair, lose uh, our magic, uh, and uh, think we should do things or be our society or business or mm -hmm. online business tell us to be. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how do you help them go back uh, to? who they are. So what I usually, when, when it comes with my clients, um, the first thing that I, we work on is essentially figuring out their why. And I do have a bunch of techniques on how to do that. But let me tell you, every single, every single client and student <laughs> that I've had, every single one, I, I say 99% because I'm still waiting for that 1% to contradict. <laughs> but um, they come to me and, and either they don't know their vision or they say to me, Oh yeah, I know my vision. I'm like, uh-huh. What's, yeah, yeah. what's your vision? And it's just like, oh, my vision is to help ambitious, driven business women to build businesses and and scale lives that they love. I'm like, okay, that's that's not a vision. Okay, but I mean, like, that's that's marketing. Yeah. Uh, but the marketing without actual branding and like, there's it's marketing without foundation. Because it's fine for you to say that if you know where that, those phrases are coming from, but most people are just putting those phrases together because it sounds yeah. pretty and because it's going to sell, but they yeah. don't actually understand why. So um, what I do with my clients is I, go, I take them really deep, um, really fast, and uh, 
the how is basically it's it's too long to explain because yeah, yeah. it's literally just like yeah. my techniques. But basically, the 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 focus of it of um, the summary is that I help them understand how every single aspect of their life essentially the the traumas that they've gone through um the the challenges they've overcome the successes that they've had everything um and it depends on whether it's a, we're talking about a personal or business angle it shifts but basically if it's a business then it's just like the business from the moment it was born everything that it had to go through to essentially get to the point that it is today and what is driving um, the person to actually wake up and do what they do every day. Because for example, mm. uh, you know, have you ever heard that the stereotype that like therapists grow up to be therapists because they're like messed up as kids. Yeah. And I don't mean to like, you <laughs> do you mean like, you know, those jokes, um, where it's like, we grow up and what we truly want to do with all of our heart ends up being very connected to the experiences that we lived. And essentially, um, what we've gone through in our lives and our story is directly correlated. I have found with what we want to do. Like not just what, not what we do in, in the sense that what we're told to do, but when we mm. entrepreneurs say, this is what my heart longs for. I want to help people do X, Y, Z. It's usually directly connected to their own story, to yeah. what they've gone through. So that is what I help them find. I help them create that connection because once they're connected, then they understand what their vision is which um, I have a series of techniques to help people do that as well. But essentially their vision is like, what is it? What is the impact that they're trying to um, create on the world and how do they plan on doing that in their lifetime? So then once we do that, we start making it. So that's like the, the bigger, big picture work. And then we start bringing it down to earth so that we can actually make this um, practical, 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 and, and tangible. Um, and so what we do is that's where the framework part is, which is like, okay, now that you have your vision, um, let's identify your core values, which is basically like how you are shaping your business around what you're shaping your business around is your values, whether you know it or not. Um, and then from the core values, it's like, what is essentially all the stories that you've had around these values that are making you do what you do. So what do I mean by that? Like, I'm going to give an example because it feels like really broad. So, um, okay. So for example, uh, I'll use myself as a guinea pig uh, mm -hmm. and I have many, many examples of my clients, but uh, obviously I do, I help people tell stories, like create interest stories. Um, there's a long, long story that I won't go into as to why, but it's directly correlated with my childhood and essentially my need to feel seen and to feel like I had control over my destiny is directly correlated to why I help people um, create stories in their lives. Uh, one of my core values is uh, when, once I do the why and, and I find my vision, uh, which is around create, helping people create and share stories. Then I look at my core values. So my core values, one of them is uh, human connection. That's one mm -hmm. of my biggest, biggest values as a business and as a person. Mm. As a person, it shows up in the way that I treat people in the way that, um, you know, I, uh, my packages are designed so they're really, really high touch with my clients. I always have like that connection with them. When I create my courses, um, I always make sure that there's a live component to my courses so that people can directly ask me mm. questions. Um, when I create um, my email, it, sometimes with my email newsletter, I try to share really, really personal stories about myself. And I always ask people to please respond and let me know theirs. So as you can see, like human connection is the value. So when I tell stories around um, in my content, you will see there's a lot of stories about the people that I meet, 
uh, the things that I learn from strangers, the ways that I connect, but it's not just about like pushing out pretty social media posts. It actually applies to how I run my business, which is like how I manage my team. Uh, you know, they have direct access to my WhatsApp. Obviously it's limited. It, uh, my, the offers that I, that I have, like I said, my course and the way mm -hmm. I manage my course, the way that I manage my private coaching, the way that I manage everything in my business feeds back up to one of my core values. So when you identify your core values and actually understand how it is that they are manifesting through your business, then you understand what needs to be fixed. Essentially, mm -hmm. what is going wrong with your business? How do you fix it? What sort of offers you need to be offering that are aligned with you as a person? And when you're doing these things, people feel that. Yeah. Because they will, they trust you and they're loyal to you and they feel connected to you because what they start seeing is a pattern of you being a business that says something and then does it. Yeah. Totally. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. 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 So what a lot of business people are doing, entrepreneurs in the online space, what they're doing is marketing they're Googling things. They're learning from business mentors. They're being like, Oh, this is, this is like the hottest way to like grow my email list. And this is like the coolest slogan of like what I should put on my website. But, but you know, which is great because marketing is important, but underneath that is branding and storytelling. Mm. And under, once you actually understand the why of these, this marketing, instead of just knowing that people respond better to $97 as opposed to a hundred, like that more people will click, you need to know why that is. And, and once you understand essentially the underlying layer of why people are attracted to you and are buying your services, then you can use that layer to really connect with people and grow your business. Yeah. And uh, from uh, like uh, an energetical point of view, when you, as you said, when you are in alignment uh, with yourself uh, and with who you really are, people can perceive it. Oh yeah. They feel it. Yeah. Um, yes. Yes. 80% of, uh, I think it's 75 or 80. There's a statistics out there. Uh, let's say 80% of communication, um, is nonverbal. Mm. So even though, you know, it's important to create really strong content and, uh, you know, as a writer, I'm all about words and, and I, I understand how freaking important and I'm also, um, an NLP practitioner. So I, I completely understand how important it is to use the right words when it comes to communicating with your audience and, and about your business. That being said, it's only the tip of the iceberg because you can say the most beautiful things, most right things, the, the most up-to-date marketing strategic things in the world. Um, but if you are not operating out of a place of alignment and if what you say doesn't match what you do, people are going to pick up on that. Mm -hmm. Um, it's the same way. Have you ever had that feeling where you're kind of reading something online and you're like, that sounds right, but it doesn't, that does not feel good. Mm -hmm. Have you like, it makes total, like you read a piece of content or somebody posts something and you're like, yeah, that makes total sense. What that person said is really smart. It looks like they have a successful business, but something about this person just doesn't feel right. Yeah. That's because that person is operating out of alignment and they're not actually doing what they say or saying what they do. There's something that's not matching. So um, what I find to be, you know, I try to do this for myself, not try, like I do it. And of course, sometimes if I'm being a human being, I'm not always <laughs> perfect about it. But one of the things that I strive for and I, I teach my clients is that number one, you actually need to be honest with yourself and understand why you do what you do and what you need it for, no matter what the reason is, right? So if you, if you want to are operating a business just because you want money, that might not align with my personal values, but like 
that's fine if you're honest about that, you know, yeah. or if you, as like, if you really want to serve your people and, and that's, you don't care about money and you're talking about serving people and you make a lot of money, that's great. But if you're like, you know, trying to make a lot of money and you're talking bullshit about wanting to serve people, like it's, you're honestly better off if you just tell the truth. <laughs> like you'll probably make more money if you just talk about like if you just post like you know photos of Lamborghinis and like you know your Louis Vuitton bag and like whatever because at least your values are aligned with your message. Um, so it's it's really about aligning like what are your values, what do you truly truly care about, and why, and then like what is the message that's coming together coming out of uh, your uh, digital mouth. Once those two are perfectly hand in hand oh my God, the results are like, like chilling. It's, it's insane how people respond to it on an energetic level. Cause they just feel that you're, you're telling the truth. They feel, um, that you're authentic and that yeah. you're real. You can't fake authenticity. You just can't, you just have to be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And, uh, the piece about, uh, life, uh, life coaching, life by design coaching, you mix mm -hmm. with the brand story service or it's a complete different uh, service you give. I mix it. It's, it and it's amazing because uh, it depends obviously on the client because some clients, they come to me and they're really highly focused on um, just their brand and they want to learn the framework and they essentially like their focus is like, I want to get featured in media. Uh, I want to grow my social media. I want to essentially like get my message out there, in which case we, we really heavily focus on the brand story part. Uh, I do have a lot of clients though that come to me and they're like, I don't know what my story is. Um, I don't really know what my identity is in my business anymore, how to talk about my business. And on top of that, not only am I lost inside of my business, but I'm working 20 hour, like 20 hour days and I'm not sleeping and I have a kid and I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so that actually half the time, um, the client comes to me really focused on their brand and their story and just wanting to essentially get that piece right. The other half, you'd be surprised that there's, again, like, I'm thinking specifically, I had one multi six figure um, client, one seven figure client that's like, hey, I'm running a business, I'm making a lot of money, but like, what's my purpose here? And like, I wanna sleep. You know? <laughs> so that's where, that's where um, the, the piece of life design that we've been discussing, which is like, as you're telling your story, for example, the way that this would look like in, in an example is like, okay, somebody wants to um, start growing their social media presence and connecting with their clients, but they feel like they're, they're spending like three to four hours on social media, mm. right? So the life design piece is like, for example, I run a, um, I have a, a pretty strong social media presence. Yes. People are surprised to know that I only spend an hour and a half or less on Instagram a day. Um, mm -hmm. and it makes like, it makes around like 60, 60% of my revenue like comes wow. from it. Like most of it, a lot. Yeah. A lot of my clients, um, come from Instagram, but I only spend an hour and a half. So the way that that would look like, like the storytelling and the life design would look like is I work with this client to be like, okay, how do we tell your story every single day so that you're showing up and branding yourself correctly and you're doing it in an hour and a half. And then you're taking that other hour and a half and you're going to the park with your kid. Mm. So it's really about how do we blend? How do you tell? Because it's not just about telling your story. It's not just about being like, this is the story I want to create for myself and for my business. You got to freaking live it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're, if one of my values is connection and I'm behind a desk all day, like, you know, working on my business, I'm not doing what I said I would. It's not my, it's not the narrative of what I sell. Mm. So it's the same thing if it's like you're doing like an entrepreneur living the laptop lifestyle and you want to help other entrepreneurs live the laptop lifestyle, then why the hell are you spending like 
all day, like behind an office door. And why are you telling your client to do that as well? Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like that, yeah, yeah. that sort of idea of practicing what you preach. So that's how the two come together. Totally. Beautiful. And, um, I guess, you know, during your journey, you have found moment of difficulties or roadblocks. Uh, how did you overcome these blockages and how did you stay committed to your vision and to your path? Mm. Yes, um, I have felt many blockages and there's many times where I'm just like, ah, you know, but <laughs> most, <laughs> so I actually, it's funny you say that because I just had this happen to me in October, like in the fall, like October, November, I was having a really hard time where I found myself essentially being resentful of my business. Like I was just like, everyone was telling me, and I'm sure you're familiar with this, like uh, a bunch of entrepreneurs and business coaches, you know, they were like, oh, well, if you want to like grow and scale your business, um, you need to like do a bunch of online courses and you need mm. to like automate everything and you need to basically like make sure that you're like selling a bunch of like lower end products like to your audience and like it's every and, and funnels and Facebook ads and da 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 and I was just like oh my god oh my god I have to do that like that's I gotta do that because I did really well my this year and it's like now I want to scale and now I have to like do what everyone's saying and I have to do passive income and blah 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 right and uh and basically I went I just started to blindly follow that and all of a sudden I put my, um, those two months, those two, three months, I wasn't taking, like, I was intentionally not taking any private clients, um, because I was like, oh, I need to reduce the amount of time that I work with private clients and I need to focus double down on my efforts on courses. And I just remember being so, so miserable. And I just like, like so stressful with launches. Um, I really hated it. And then I just remember like one month in, I'm like, why, I don't like this. Like, I don't like, um, completely automating my courses. I actually really like talking to my students. I like knowing their names. Um, I like to interact. Like, I love that part. And basically what I did was I was cutting myself off one of my main core values, which is yeah. again, human connection is my top, one of my top three values. And I was running a business based on what people were telling me to do. Um, and what I thought would be like the most quote unquote, you know, profitable way to run a business in the long run. And I was in the cost of that was that I wasn't doing what I love doing most, which is uh, my private, you know, talking to my private clients, supporting my private clients, talking to my students, like having time in the day to just like hit people up on Instagram and be like, Hey, how's it doing? How's your project going? Like, which is what I generally love to do. So, um, that is one of the examples of like when you hit a roadblock and, uh, this is why I do this work with my clients about like identifying your vision and core values. It's not just like a pretty, I can't stress how it's not just like something that it's like, okay, let's figure out like what your values are and like put it on a poster board in your closet. Like it's, this is actually a really key thing for you, for how you run your business. Because when you get lost or you face obstacles the way that I did in the fall, then you kind of, you have something to come back to, to, to basically compare going back to my vision, going back to my values and being like, okay, am I operating right now as a person and as a business, am I operating under my vision and my values? And it's a very clear answer. It's a yes or no. And the answer was no. So mm. when the answer is no, then you know, then I know, okay, this isn't working. I'm not happy. What are my values? Okay. I have to go back to those values. So cut off, cut down on the courses, 
make them automated, add a live component so that I can still interact with my students, uh, do more live streams, uh, open back up my private coaching, uh, open up spots. Like, and, and then the second I did that, boom, right back in flow. Yeah. So um, it's, it's all about like understanding what your values are, is and what your vision is. And basically that is your compass. Whenever you're having obstacles and you're not doing things you want to, you come back to yourself and you say, is this what my purpose was? Mm. And if, if the, it's going to be a very clear yes or no, because you, you shouldn't and cannot lie to yourself. Like if you ask yourself, am I happy right now? You know, if you have enough self-awareness, it's a yes or a no. It's not like a, you know, like you, you either are or, or you not. aren't. If you <laughs> aren't, you, you fix it. Yeah. But also it requires a lot of honesty with yourself and uh, mm -hmm. desire to fix it because sometimes we, we just go with the, with the things without even realize what we are doing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you know, it's, it's interesting you say that because um, what people, you know, even in, in my line of work, and I'm sure you felt it in your own way. Um, when people come to me and they say, Oh, I want to, you know, uh, get featured in media and I want to like grow my social media and I want to have a really cool brand and I want people to like always engage with me. And like, I want people to be super interested in my story. I'm like, that's the easy part. That's the part that comes like in just a few, like, like that is just like the part that I, I can just give you like a list of instructions um, and you can go off and do. And it's just like, th this, that's the easy part of my job. What the hard part is, is the inner work. Because yeah. for you to get to a point where you have a story that's interesting, where you know what you're pitching, where you know what you're saying to your audience and you know who you're saying it to, for you to actually get to the point where you are comfortable putting out all this content or putting your story out to the world and getting on a stage and speaking about a topic, Like for you to get to that point, you need to understand, do the inner work and the self-awareness, understand who you are, why you're here and why you're doing what you're doing. And that's the part that people take less seriously because there's no direct correlation of results, right? Mm. So if you like, you know, you, you post a, a, an amazing post on Instagram and it has like 3,000 likes and 200 comments, then what you're counting is, oh my God, this is popular. People engage with this. Look, it's 200 likes. Here's my insights, right? So then you can actually measure the fact that you created that post you can measure it against some sort of tangible number um, as to why that post was quote-unquote successful but when you say you know like I just spent two hours um, you know doing a workshop doing an intensive and um, working on like essentially why my why and talking about my vision and all I've come up with are like these insights and understandings about why I do what I do then you can't really there's nothing that you can be like okay let me put this into like an app and then it's going to pump out to 3000 likes. Like you can't, there isn't like anything to, to kind of like see <laughs> yeah. in your hands. Um, but, but then that's why people don't take it seriously. But the thing is, that's the work. That's what gets your results. And as you know, as you know, as a coach, like when people, you know, ask you for your rates, I'm sure you've had this and you're like, you tell them your rates and people are like, Oh no, that's too expensive. Like how dare yeah. you charge <laughs> something like that? It's like, I'm not, dude, it's like, I'm not charging you for, you know, the one hour session, I'm charging you for the years and years and thousands and thousands of dollars that I have spent for me to get to a point where I can sit with you in an hour and pull your why when yeah. it took you two years to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the work. It's like being, being able to get to the point where you have worked so hard and done so much inner work 
where you can in an hour sit with your client and do an intensive with your client and get out of them what has taken them years to get out of themselves because you did that work. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And uh, how do you, like, you know, we, the, the podcast is all around uh, self-love. Uh, how do you, what's your definition of self-love uh, for yourself, for your business and for the work you do with your clients? Hmm. Self-love, that's a, it's a really tough thing because you, if you go around asking everyone if they love themselves, um, everyone's like, of course, I love <laughs> myself. But if you actually look at people's actions, um, and against that, there's a lot of things that we do that we engage in that is, it's not love. It's not self-love, mm. you know? And, um, I find that when it comes to self-love as love in general, um, it's, you know, emotion is like, it's energy in action, you know, mm -hmm. it's energy in motion. motion and yeah. when it comes to love, love I, is not a feeling, it's an action. So for me with self-love is it has taken, it's been a journey and honestly it is still a journey where I have to take like constantly take action every day to make sure that I am giving myself the love that I need. Because as you know, um, when you're running a business, like there are times where I worked way too hard. I sacrificed sleep. I sacrificed my well-being. Um, I said, you know, I, I said no to things I really wanted to do because I was quote unquote, not supposed, I was supposed to be doing something else. Um, and that is not love. That's not self-love. So the ways that I've um, essentially practiced self-love or am learning to is uh, things like I make sure I exercise, you know, and some of these things they have to, you kind of have to push yourself to do them before they become a natural habit, mm -hmm. um, which is I, I make sure like one of the things I used to do all the time is I used to be like, oh, sleep was like my last priority. I, if I had a work to do um, and I wasn't done, I'm like, okay, I'll just sleep four hours tonight and then use those mm. four hours to work. Uh, you know, that, and that is not okay because we need no. sleep yeah. for, for our energy, for our well-being, for our mental capacity. So for example, ways that I implement self-love is like for me, seven to eight hours of sleep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And if I haven't completed something then I need to change the deadline, I'm not, I don't sacrifice my sleep anymore. It's things like, um, I exercise for my body. I give myself the, the food that I need. Um, I make sure that I take care of myself and it's still hard. You know, even now I'm in Bali, massages are like $10. It's like, I need a massage. I've been needing a massage for two weeks. Why haven't I gotten one? What is my excuse? <laughs> so it's really bringing that into consciousness that self-love isn't just like a, oh yeah, I love myself. It's an action that you need to take every day, yeah. especially when you're running a business. And that is the same exact thing that I teach and work with for my clients. Because for me, if my client is getting on a call with me and they're like, oh my God, I haven't slept for three weeks for you know, three days and like, I haven't done this or I'm frazzled and, and like, I'm, I need to be at a birthday party right now. I'm like, then get off the phone. Like, no, go to the party, sleep, you know, let's reschedule the call for like two days. As long as obviously it's respectful to me, you know? Um, but things like, um, with, when I work with my clients, to me, the, the first thing that we talk, even though we're talking business, we're talking branding, we're talking storytelling. It's like, have you taken care of yourself? What are you going to do to celebrate what you just did? What yeah. are you going to do? for you to, to feel good about what, like, it's like taking these moments where it's things that I try to do for myself and I do it admittedly, I do it better for my clients than for myself. Right. Yeah. Always. You probably, always. You probably <laughs> relate. But it's just like every time it's like, I want to make sure 
that they're taking care of themselves. They're celebrating like the amazing things that they're achieving. And when they say something to me, that's really hard because a lot of the times we're talking about their story and their past. It's like, thank you. Thank yourself for everything that you've done um, for you. So it is when it comes to self-love, it is a constant everyday practice of what does my body need today? What does my mind need today for me to take care of myself and live at my optimal health? And sometimes it's not the answer you want to hear, you know, because sometimes what you want to do is you want to get all the work done and work a 12 hour day and not sit your ass out of the chair. Um, so you can get like this, you know, copy email sequence completed, Yeah. but like you need to get out. And, and sometimes that someone is texting you, your best friend is texting you to have lunch and you're saying no to them because you think that email sequence is more important. It's not. And those are the moments where you have to remember self, this is self-love as opposed to like, like self-imposed diligence that doesn't really even need to be there. Exactly. And it's, uh, it's like sometimes uh, it's incredible because we know exactly what, what is best for us, but somehow we don't do that. It's like, you know, I, I feel that sometimes it's like an addiction of our society, you know, that mm -hmm. we know that it's good for us, for example, meditate or go for a walk in nature. But then there is always something else to be done, you know? Mm -hmm. And I would, on top of that, I would even say now that you said that, that self-love is, is actually the understanding that what you're supposed to do might not be what you need to do. You know, for example, with meditate, because you just brought up meditation. Like I used to think I had to sit in every morning for 30 minutes in silence, like for me to meditate. But that is, and that like, yes, there's a, there's a fine line between discipline and, you know, an actual like self-love because it's one thing to be like, okay, I'm going to like, make this a habit, sit in front, uh, in silence for 30 minutes every day and, uh, and just silently meditate because I love myself. And uh, it's good to create a habit. But then, for example, for me, silent meditation is a no. Like, I just can't. But yeah, what I can do is, I, is chant mantras, you know, mm -hmm. and part of self-love is understanding that that doesn't work for me and that's okay. But what does work for me is another form of meditation and I can do that every day. So it's not a matter of like, oh, I'm, I've, you know, this doesn't work for me. So screw meditation, but more like, okay, I love myself enough to give myself the time, patience, and effort to, to try different things and realize that it's not this kind of meditation, but that kind of meditation on these days that, that I need for me to be like my best. Absolutely, absolutely. And as you said, it's not like self-imposed uh, discipline that then become again, um, you know, something you resent, uh, but it's finding the way that works for you, your body, your energy, your times, uh, everything. Yeah, there's no, not one way to, you know, to do everything. There's multiple ways for you to, um, to help yourself. And that's, again, that's the hard work. This is what most people won't do is figuring out, you know, they're resourceful in the sense of like, Oh, let me Google this and make like, let me Google how to meditate the most proper way possible. <laughs> But what people are not doing is being like, well, does that actually, is that what I need? Is mm -hmm. that what my body needs? But then for you to figure out what your body needs, unfortunately, is going to be more work than a five minute Google tutorial, a yeah. YouTube tutorial, because then you need to try different things. You need to think outside of the box. You need to walk your own path and actually do the work of understanding what works for you. And that can't be Googled. And that's why most people won't go there. Yeah, totally. And uh, so right now 
what are your future projects? Uh, where are you traveling to in the next month? Uh, so let's see, future projects. Um, per my ever since uh, this fall when I, when I had my little lesson, I am <laughs> focusing and doubling down on my private coaching because I freaking love it. So I'm going, coming, coming back to myself, um, really focusing on my private coaching, both like the intensives, the long-term. Uh, I also have uh, my 2019 goal um, is to, uh, I've been doing a few speaking events and realized I love it so much. So screw like the passive income, like <laughs> having 20, 20, the 20 automated courses. Like I'm not going that path. Uh, I do have a couple of courses that I love and I love because I'm really engaged with them. But the path that I'm walking is I'm going to uh, be going down the speaker route figuring out how to speak around the world because I that it's a really perfect way to marry my love of mm. like people and tra travel and like actually being interacting with people live instead of behind a screen. Um, and then in terms of travels, I am heading to India next week. So I'm really excited about that. I'm in Bali. Uh, in the next six months, I'll be traveling to Israel, to Jordan, um, Finland, New York City. Uh, I have a, a full roster <laughs> of travels as, as, as I do this. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited to you know, keep, keep doing my travels, keep exploring the world as well as um, starting to do some speaking events and um, connecting with really incredible entrepreneurs one-on-one, um, -on -one, which is my favorite way to support people and teach them. So that, that, that is it Amazing. for now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, where we can, like our listeners can connect with you, know more about you, what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So as you can probably picked up from this podcast, I freaking love connecting with people. So don't <laughs> be shy about messaging me and connecting with me. I, I love it. Um, so on, uh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I, it's the same. It's at Celine DaCosta, which is C-E-L-I-N. N-E-D-A-C-O-S-T-A. I have two N's in my name. Uh, and uh, humble brag, but I, my Instagram is awesome and I write stories every day. So you should totally follow that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I had to shameless self-promotion in there. Um, and then my website is same thing, CelineDaCosta.com. And if you guys love um, to hear stories and if what I said today has been interesting and helpful to you, I do have a newsletter that I send out every week uh, around storytelling, how to brand yourself better, how to connect with yourself better, and all the things I've been talking about, like little um, bits of wisdom every week. Um, so you can do that by signing up for my newsletter. I don't know if I can give you the link and Lisa and then- Yes, uh, uh, yes. You can, I, yeah. Yeah, you will give me the link and then we will use, uh, we will share. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and that reminds me, if you're, um, if you guys would like, if your audience wants to have a, I have a free um, PDF to get you started on what I've been talking about, about ah, the vision. that would I be awesome. The vision, the yeah. yeah, so I can send you a link to that and you can download the PDF so you guys can at least get started on that process of identifying your vision, your core values, um, and your proof points. And uh, any questions around that, you can just feel free to reach out to me. Perfect. Perfect. Cool. So thank you very much to be here thank today. Thank you. It was really, really great and amazing. And um, so if you have any questions, just you know, connect with Celine and um, ask her questions uh, or reach for her help and uh, 
thank you so much again and have a good travel. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye. Bye.